Hey guys, it's Connor McDavid here, and you're listening to Brad Navy Hour. Hey, what's going on? This is Master G coming your way. And is there an hour you need to lock into? Yes, it's the Brad and Navy Hour, the only hour you need to lock into. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of the Brad and Avery Hour. Of course, I'm the good looking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm Brad Barco, alongside my 1B favorite co host, Nick Michaels. We've wow. We've 300 shows together, but Avery Lewis McDougal. No, I'm just kidding. 1A, Avery Lewis McDougal. Avery, uh, man, I am so excited. We have reached number 10. Um, I can't wait till we get to episode 1,000. That'll be the, interesting. The, the amount of, uh, of fun we're going to have and the amount of growth we got again. I, I want to, uh, again, a huge thanks to our sponsors. Grandola Casino, putting on this beautiful venue. You need to be here to see it and believe it because it's incredible. So thank you guys so much for, for the space uh, provided to us. Uh, Core Dental Group, again, thank you guys so much for everything you do. To help us out and make this show uh, that much better, we have a third partner coming on. I'm not. I'm not going to say much outside of that. Well, I'm going to leave it till next week. We were supposed to have a deal uh, to announce today. I'm going to wait and roll over. We'll talk about it next week. But you're not going to want to miss this because it is a massive sponsor that's going to do some massive things. For this show, along with already what we have going, it's going to be incredible. And yeah, well, yeah, the to coach in Jamaica, <laughs> big things are gone, as they say in Jamaica. <laughs> big <laughs> things are gone. Yeah, and hey, and guess what? We've talked about this before. This is only episode ten. Two sponsors in, bringing on a third. The guests we've had, the caliber of of, of people uh, that we've had on the show is just incredible. Uh, huge shout out to our viewers. We're tuned in early. But let's get started, Avery, and talk about our hometown team in the CFL, the Edmonton Eskimos. They're now 2-2, two and two, um, losing to the Toronto Argonauts last week in a yeah. nail-biter Colts game. They probably, in my mind, you got to keep giving the ball to Mike Riley, especially under three minutes, and they just didn't do that. They gave up all the Argonauts an opportunity to win, and that's exactly what they did. Exactly. Yeah, no, Mike Riley, once again, a big game for him. 270 yards passing, 24 for 40. And Mike's been balling out so far this year. But one of the big issues against Toronto was leaving points on the board. Going into this game, Toronto's offense was struggling immensely. Before this game here, they only scored 26 points, and they allowed the most points in the league. Yeah. And they go down to Toronto, 2017. And you know what, though? Kudos to James Franklin, who stepped up in Vera's absence, working for James Franklin, and James Wilder Jr. This is a game where, on every sports show, I mentioned to Crystal Leary that James Wilder Jr. has to step up, and Wilder comes out, 21 carries, 120 yards passing. We're here the Eskimos, the rest of the offense didn't get enough done, and the defense, even though you yes, we, we allowed 20 points, you still let Wilder run wild on you in this game and Vimo. You know what? I, I gotta say, though, the defense looked a little bit better than they have in the last three weeks. Things are starting to come together with this defense. It's only a matter of time before everything clicks at once. And this could be a very dangerous Eskimo team. We see Mike Riley, the ability he has. C.J. Gable can obviously be one of the most prolific backs in the CFL, as we've seen in years past and seen in spurts this year. And obviously that defense core, or the receiving core, pardon me, Darrell Walker, um, Duke Williams, uh, another big part. Uh, they had big games, um, but 
Jason Moss has to do the right thing here and leave the ball to Mike Riley under. I, I don't care if it's week 16, week 4, week 1. Give Mike Riley the chance because I don't know about you, Avery, but I feel very comfortable in a tight game giving, or, or even three points down, mm-hmm. giving Mike Riley the ball, whether it's in 90 seconds or within, within under three minutes. This is a guy I'm confident to march my team down the field to win a football game. No, same here. And clearly they didn't do that. No, and one big thing for me is that with this team is just the penalties this team takes. The constant 15-yard penalties from sportsman conduct. Disciplined teams do not take these kind of penalties. Right. Guys, stop. you have to stop yapping. Let it go. Move on to the next play. You cannot let good teams. Like I know, I know Toronto is still a team that in in flux. And Toronto's a team that's not rebuilt. It's still rebuilding. But if you go and you go up against say Ottawa or Hamilton, taking endless 15-yard penalties, they'll burn you and they'll make sure to hang an L on you instantly. They they will absolutely. And uh, we I talked about this uh, on Saturday with a friend of mine. We had a lunch. Uh, you looked at um, you look at James Franklin in Toronto. Masoli uh, and Hamilton. Yes. Uh, even go as far back as Ricky Ray in Toronto. Uh, this is a team that's produced some pretty good quarterbacks. And we've seen last week it's come back to bite him because James Franklin was given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Ricky Ray down. This is James Franklin's team. And he came out and he balled out. He did. No, he, he really, really did. He really balled out. This is a guy that's got a bright future in the CFL. And I was excited. You know what? As, as much as the loss stung and it was week four and yada, 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 James Franklin, I'm excited for what this guy can bring the other And maybe uh, just because of him and obviously you mentioned Wilder and, and the offensive threats they have, this team could be back in the playoffs. They could. And I think it's going to CFL because you can tell, yeah, you know, people are going to probably assume Toronto will make the playoffs, but it's the CFL. This is a league where if you can get to that markup six or seven wins in Eastern Division, you have a fight shot in the postseason in Eastern Division and CFL, Brad. Yeah, absolutely you do. You're never out until it's actually over um, and anything can happen. So it's going to be a very interesting next stretch. Uh, they they face off again next week in Edmonton. Uh, again, James Franklin versus Mike Riley. I, I, would, I would hope uh, Mike Riley's a little bit better. Obviously, he's still good. He was good last week. There's some things he can sharpen up and, and be and become better, and uh, you know it's it's only a matter of time. I, I think before this Eskimo team gets on a roll, and and like I said, everything starts to click. Of course, you know in the game against Toronto, we saw of course big controversies right now. In fact, that the past couple of years in Bemo Field, they used two playing services. Since it is shared with, with the Toronto FC of Maple Leaf Soccer, and we saw Mike Riley's one interception came on a route where it was a corner route to Rod Walker. Walker slips, and it's an easier exception for Ronnie Yell. Easier exception because Walker falls down. And, you know, I think it's really, it's still kind of weird that they haven't found a compromise of either going to the all-grass or all-filter, because I don't know how much longer you can have a football stadium that is half-filter, half-grass and end zone when Drew Walker fell. And, of course, he wasn't hurt, but that could be a different story where someday a player slips on a different surface and tears the ACL. Or breaks a leg somewhere. It, it, it could be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I just want to read some comments here from from uh, some viewers. Barry, uh, thank you, thank you so much from Montreal. We we appreciate the support. We hope you uh, enjoy the show again to all our viewers. 
Uh, we see Tyson Bailey on. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Barry, Darcy, and of course my wife, Jen. I, I think she, she feels obligated to be on, be on the show <laughs> because cause I'm, you know, I have her husband. But hey, that's I, we appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, thank you. And um, Let's talk another Toronto sport, but the, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about this over dinner. The Toronto Raptors, to my surprise, and again, I, I was very surprised that you heard about it. I'm sure all of Canada has heard it at this point. Kawhi Leonard potentially in a Toronto Raptors uniform. You look at, for those of you that don't know, Kawhi Leonard played uh, his entire career with the San Antonio Spurs, uh, a very, very good player. Very um, big man. He, he gets back, uh, really deep in the in the paint, and he's really a three point shooter when he wants to be as well. Is this? You were kind of hesitant when I mentioned this makes a Raptors team better, but again, at what cost? You you mentioned now Tony Parker's gone and he signed with the Hornets. Would that kind of surprise me? Because Tony Parker's been a Spur. Mm-hmm. He's always been a Spur, and that's how I'm going to remember him. So to see him in a different jersey is going to be weird. Uh, interesting, but good for him, and yeah. he can go and excel somewhere else. But Kawhi Leonard in a Raptors uniform, you got to think there's a lot coming back the other way. If you're the Raptors, we mentioned Kyle Lowry, um, who's been linked to San Antonio for many years now. Yes. DeMar DeRozan, uh, you got to think is, is Valanciunas potentially. And then at what point do the Raptors pull the trigger and say, hey, this is what we got to do to make our team and get our team to the next level. There's no more LeBron in our conference. But, hey, we got Kawhi Leonard, in my mind, one of the best big men, I guess, quote-unquote big men, in the league. And for me, you don't even hesitate on that. You get that done. Right. Well, you know, he's more of a shooting guard forward than a big man. But, yeah, I do think that if you're the Raptors, you know, you, you do look strong. You do look very strong when making the move. And I do think it would be a package of Kyle Lowry and either Ibaka or Valchuk going to San Antonio. But if you can get that done, if you get in Kawhi Leonard playing in that starting five with guys like DeMar DeRozan and Fred Brand and Fred Van Fleet, this is a team where if you're Boston and if you're Milwaukee and if you're Philly, you're thinking, oh crap, Toronto's team to beat now in this conference. Now, instead of, you know, I, I guess in the court quote-unquote, fantasy dreaming, it, because chances are he probably doesn't come to Toronto. Mm. I don't think Messiah Jury is is ready or willing to give up that. Maybe maybe if it was halfway through the season, uh, maybe if it you know the team was, was down and out and they're looking for a different direction, I just don't see it right now. What is a possible and more, more likely destination? Do you, could he team up with LeBron in L.A.? We, we've heard that rumor time and time again, another super team, the Lakers in a sense. And another team I heard today is the Philadelphia 76ers. You surround him with Ben Simmons. You surround him with Joel Embiid. And my God, that is still a dangerous car. And now the Raptors, instead of on the flip side, the Celtics, 76ers and Bucks being worried, now you add the Raptors to that worried list because to me, that's a front runner. For the Eastern Conference, that they land uh, Kawhi Leonard. It is. But I saw news saying that like, Kawhi would rather go to a team where he can be the main guy. So we're seeing the Clippers who have a shot at him. So I don't. Uh, it, it's weird because Kawhi, he hasn't formally come out himself and said what he wants to do. And I understand he's quiet. But I do think eventually 
gets him on the stage where he wants to be. You yeah. can't be, you, you, you can't stay quiet. And you're seeing now people saying how his agency company hit him from the Spurs officials when he came to come visit him in New York. Like, dude, right. yeah. you're a grown man. Talk to the Spurs. Let them know what's going on. You're hiding? You're hiding from a team? You're a grown man. Talk to the Spurs. Let me know what you want to do, man. Yeah, and the whole injury thing and, and what happened with that and disclosing, you know, what, what's happened and what's going on. And, I mean, it was, a, it was kind of a circus, mm-hmm. to be really honest. And this is, it's not going to end well. It won't end well in San Antonio. Uh, he will, I, I, in my mind, move on. And kind of like the Eric Carlson in Ottawa mm-hmm. and Mike Hoffman, that, that didn't end well. Um, it, it's not going to end well with the Spurs. Um, so wherever he ends up, we'll obviously keep you posted and, I, I think it's going to be an interesting spot mm-hmm. wherever he ends up. Um, and I'll, I'll let you take it over. You, I mean, do yeah. we do we dare talk about that, the UFC and uh, the shenanigans <laughs> that went down in Vegas at UFC 226? For those of you that don't know, I, I don't want to spoil it. But leave if you have not watched it. Spoiler alert. Daniel Cormier, DC, knocked... Out, or he, we won in the first round. Being knocked out, he's a he's now uh, the second UFC fighter to hold two titles in two divisions. Uh, do you before we get into what happened after the fight? Do you count categorize Daniel Cormier as one of the greatest to ever step foot in the octagon? I want you guys' opinion too. There's a few of you in here. I'm sure will follow the UFC. Um, follow what's going on. I mean, do you guys agree? Is Daniel Cormier one of the best to step in a UFC octagon? Please let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but Avery, go ahead, man. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, Brad, right now he holds the, he holds the title belt at heavyweight and lightweight. And also, what does Cormier know that? One of five guys will hold the title belt in two different divisions. Do you they're open? They're not open? No. no. They're closed on Mondays. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, uh, <laughs> we had a we had a lovely, uh, lovely fan come in. And, uh, there you. I mean, we're, we're a hot no, commodity no, up here right. at Red Mill Casino. And, no. uh, when you're live, your live stuff happens. But anyway, keep, exactly. keep yeah, going. Like I was saying, yeah, I mentioned, yeah, two, two um, title belts right now. Have we been lightweight? And one of only five men, period, who have a title belt in two different divisions. He's among the likes of George St. Pierre, Randy Couture. And BJ Penn. All-time great? Hell yeah, he's an all-time great. And the, and the guy's got some hands. I mean, the, for for a heavyweight, and the guy is dangerous. And mm-hmm. There's still people out there that, oh, John Jones could beat him at heavyweight, and John Jones this, and John. Where's John Jones now? And we've we seen we seen this shenanigans with John Jones. For, mm-hmm. for me, it's in best interest of UFC. Leave that alone. Yes. Don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Go let him do his thing, get clean, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But once a cheater, always a cheater, I believe, yeah, and especially thing, in, in the sports world. And the thing is, too, I mean, you can really argue that Don Cormier is really undefeated because John Jones beat him once, yes, but was John Jones really clean? Right. Uh, that, and that's the question, right? And we will never know. I don't think it will ever come out uh, that, that he was or wasn't. Um, but moving forward, what happened after... To many surprise, I didn't see it coming, that's for sure. He called out WWE champion and former UFC champion, uh, All-American wrestler, 
Brock Lesnar. I was going to do the Paul Heyman Brock, but I, I can't do it. <laughs> um, and this guy, now it's reported, he's going to step back in the octagon. Remember, he can't until January due to his uh, anti-doping suspension. But he will be back. He will fight DC. Uh, I, I would expect a, you know, a, a solid confirmation here probably within the next month or two. Probably. Um, that that gets booked and, and held down. But it's kind of a, a joke right now. It's Brock Lesnar's in the WWE. He's a champion. He's like part-time. He fights three times a year. Mm-hmm. And now he decides, oh, I'm going to come back to the UFC and fight Daniel Cormier for a title. You talked about it. It's unfair. It's unfair for all the parties involved, whether it's in the WWE or the UFC. I think I think it's a joke. It is. Like, but and I hope for the sake Daniel Cormier knocks Brock Lesnar right out his behind and sends him back crying to Vince McMahon in the WWE. Like it is so like I is Brock money, yes. The bring eyeballs. Yes. But as a true legitimate sporting organization, you cannot keep letting Brock just jumping the queue and getting whatever the heck he wants. And also, he comes out and calls three every week contenders and the former champion pieces of SHIT. Yeah. You gotta be kidding yeah, me. That's, and that's, then why is like and then why is just giggling laughing yeah. while he's calling he calling Mayochich a piece of crap. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? He was laughing, he was letting him just call he pay a piece of crap, dude? Really, man? I think part of me, too, on this card was disappointed when, when I seen, you know, Max Holloway dropped out. I mean, stuff happens. It happens. Um, I, I uh, hopefully get uh, get that fight sooner rather than later. And Dana White's working on a, you know, on a, on a rescheduled date for that. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I want your opinion, too, guys. We want to be as, um, you know, open as possible with all of you. Uh, what are your thoughts of Brock Lesnar returning to the UFC? Is this... Good? Is this bad? Do you agree with us? Is this a is this a circus act? What is it in the minds of our fans and our viewers? Uh, we want to hear from you. Another thing I think as a circus and a and a sideshow, yes, as a polite word, is this Chuck Liddell and Tito <laughs> Ortiz thing going down at. What is it? Golden, Golden Boy Productions or Promotions with Oscar De La Hoya? Yeah. What in the world is he's 40, what is he, 40 he's years old? And Tio's 43. The combined, like, 90 something years old. Like, this is not good. Why are you fighting? What benefit do you have to fight again? You're 40 years old, 48 years old. And then you're trash talking like you're 12. Like, come on, like, throw up, guys. There was a Twitter poll about this. Mm-hmm. Who is going to rent this pay-per-view? And 74% said no. 74% said I'm staying the hell away from this pay-per-view event. I'm not even bothering. Why would you? It's it's like watching you know my grandpa step on the house and I'm fighting another grandpa. I'm like, <laughs> it really is. It's not going to probably end well for either party. It's not going to be entertaining. You know, I, I watched when, when Gracie came back and fought Shamrock. To me, that was, okay, there was some hype and build-up there because they, they haven't fought in years. I was a, I was a Shamrock fan. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a fan of Gracie. So, to me, that was, it was still, 
you know, two old guys in the ring in the octagon. But to me, it was somewhat entertaining. We've been down this Ortiz road time and time again. You see him fighting Bellator, UFC, yada, yada. Chuck Waddell has been in the seniors hole for the last 15 years. <laughs> and he comes out of nowhere and wants to fight Tito Ortiz. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Clearly, to me, this is money, 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 and that's about it. And 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 to quote a good or my, uh, I I think he's good. My I know we have to check on that. To quote a good friend of mine and Canadian Russell Peters, somebody gonna get hurt real bad. Someone will. <laughs> and and Chuck hasn't fought in what seven or eight years, and Chuck lost his last five or six fights, not by TKO or or, or decision, by KOs, getting knocked out. For the brain, that's not good. You can no. advise, Chuck, retire. Stay retired. What does he gain from this young game's brain scrambled some more? There's, there's no there's no benefit to it. It's going to happen, we know. It's going to happen later this year. I'm, I'm thinking and I'm hearing October, November. Um, good for those guys. Golf clap, that's about it. Um, mm. It's more entertaining to see... Phil Mickelson at Tiger Woods golf for $10 million than that is. You know, I'll enjoy that. You know, I like, uh, you know, that to me, that is what golf needs more. People say, oh, golf's an old sport, golf's an old sport. Right. Golf needs more of these one-on-one primetime TV events. Where it's, oh, I, I like this idea. It'll be the biggest player on this. I, I like this idea of this. To the top guys in the world you know of going at it on national TV primetime, we'll see it happen more often, Brad. I like this. Sounds good. Sure. I, I can get on board. I'm not a golf fan, but I can get on board with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I do want to move over and talk about another international sport, though. Something that's happening big time is uh, uh, there, his team is in it. Again, shout out to Dave and, and Mark Pavlich. Uh, they're, they, they're still, I think, hungover. Uh, <laughs> Croatia is in the semifinal of the World Cup. We got Croatia, we got Belgium, we got England, and we got France. Yes, Who would have thought this? Belgium shocked the world. They eliminated Brazil. To me, Brazil was a front runner. To me, Brazil was the obvious, you know, choice and favorite to win the World Cup. And now you're gonna have one of those four teams. I mean, right now, I hate to put you on the spot, but who's your who's your choice? Right now, it's England. This is an England team in the state finals for the first time since 1990, and this is a team that's getting scoring from all areas. You're seeing. Dilly Ali playing well. You're seeing Harry Kane playing well. You're seeing Jordan Pickford and net the Everton man, the Everton keeper, standing up strong. This is a team where is young England's core? Garrett Southgate's boys, I think, find a way to get it done. You got some competition here on the chat, though. Barry, Barry says Belgium all the way. And, uh, hey, this second go either way. I'm excited. I'm cheering for Croatia. I have to. I got to stick behind me, my, uh, my Pavlich boys and... And, and support those guys. Um, I, I think you just like England because Harry Kane. You're, are, you, are you jealous of his hair and physique, or you just... He's a good, he's a good footballer, the man. <laughs> man the man, the talented man. Unfortunately, Mark, Dave, Croatia's going down. I'm sorry. Oh, we might have some competition here uh, <laughs> when, when, when the Pavlich boys uh, see what's, what's going on tonight. So... Um, it's going to be interesting. For me, I've never, ever, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've never, ever, ever been a soccer fan. All this league play, premiums league, this league, 
MLS. There's so much stuff going on. Every Saturday and Sunday morning at like 4 a.m. I can never keep up. <laughs> but I love the World Cup. This is something I can get behind. This is something I can support. And guess what? The other thing, there's new blood in the Final Four. It's not your Brazil all the time. It's not Germany. And I, I, I'm a little hurt because my, my country in Germany is out. Argentina's um, out too as well. Germany, Argentina, Portugal, Spain, the power, Brazil. The powerhouses are out. We got some new fresh blood coming in. And, hey, I agree, Barry. Belgium's got a shot. The Belgium's a dang good um, team right this now. This is going to be a, a dang good semifinal. Um, and, and it all starts tomorrow. And uh, the Belgium game. Barry, you got some beer on ice. And uh, and ready to watch that Belgium game. It's going to be, uh, I think it's 12 o'clock for you in the afternoon. Or 1 o'clock. It's 11 uh, for us over here, so a little bit early, but uh, there's always an excuse to uh, have a cold one <laughs> and and, uh, and watch some World Cup soccer. It's really nice. And feeding those, those games. Or should you watch? Go to match in the West End. Wasn't them all. Go watch in a nice patio. Yeah, it's... Yeah. The match, or the match here. Exactly. Atlas Steakhouse, where we are. We're up here. Again, I, I, I wish you guys could all see this. I wish you guys could be here. Uh, this is incredible. We we have a gold chandelier hanging above us. This whole place is gold. This place is glass. It's incredible. So if you ever, uh, speaking to you, Barry or Austin, uh, if you guys are still on, if you guys are ever in Edmonton, hey, hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll show you the ropes in there. There's a... Uh, a good spot here in Atlas, good spot, um, good, good spot, uh, again, at West Edmonton Mall, you mentioned. I, I have to bring this up. My wife uh, called out, of course my wife fell in. She, uh, she converted me to liking soccer, and I have to admit that's probably true. And us, us married men, we always, we always, our wives are always right, and most of the time they, they are. I like to think I'm right 5% of the time, but... She gives me that 5%. I'm allowed 5%. Right? <laughs> Are you allowed 5%? Are you allowed? I'm not sure. If you allowed enough 5% in being correct? But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, she did. We, we went to the Women's World Cup here at Commonwealth Stadium uh, uh, a few years ago, and it was. It was incredible, incredible atmosphere. And uh, the, the fans, the Canadian fans, and to, we, we stayed and watched the Netherlands players. That's where my wife is. That's where her roots come from. And, uh, just incredible atmosphere and to see the world really comes together with soccer. No, it, it, it truly is a world sport, and it, it truly makes you respected, I guess, in a, in a sense. And for me, being a my main sport, obviously, being hockey, but this is something, like I said, every four years, I can definitely get behind and work for it. I watch the odd uh, TFC game as well. But. And you mentioned being the world sport. Soccer sport where, I guess, the fact is so inexpensive. All you really need is a few guys to play. You need a soccer ball. And for a net, you can use anything. You can use sticks. You can use a backpack. You can go in and use two shoes for a goalpost. Simple soccer. Yeah, simple, simple. Yeah, very simple. Don't Please don't ever take your shoes off again. Please, they stink. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. They <laughs> put baby powder on before they came on the show. You know, it's, it's incredible. It's going to be an exciting week. And... Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm, I'm sure the world 
Why their eyes peel on, on the World Cup uh, semifinal? Yeah, but I gotta say the England England beat Sweden in the quarterfinals. I do wanna do have a message to English fans who were oh. went to IKEA <laughs> and Brad Elmy saw us, Brad. They went to IKEA and started jumping on the furniture in IKEA stores on the beds. Don't do that, please. Stop doing please. that. That's vandalism. Don't do it. I'll send you a link crap. Yeah, the English fans <laughs> went to IKEA stores and started jumping up and down on the IKEA beds and chanting. You know what? If you want to go into IKEA and chant and yell, fine. That's cool. That's funny. That's fine. But don't sure. jump on the freaking merchandise and destroying property of IKEA. That's almost as bad as people staying overnight at IKEA. Like you <laughs> see those YouTube videos, look at beds and, and they got all this stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's people. What people do in IKEA is is unbelievably sometimes savage, sometimes crazy. And I had a joke today. Uh, a friend of mine has, has been over in Sweden a few times. A good friend of mine, Jared Allen, is a European hockey player now. And I, I was joking. There's IKEA on every corner in Sweden. It's like it's like a convenience store, but no, <laughs> not, not really. That was my joke, uh, but it's not really. I guess the way it works. I thought maybe it was like 7-Eleven, you know? Then like here on every corner, you just walk in, you get a hot dog, you, you know, you get some furniture and game over. Furniture's well, no, heavy, Brad. Yeah. Just walking with a couch, like, oh, yeah, I'll give me the couch there. Yeah, give me that dining room table. Yeah, yeah give me that chandelier. Yeah, 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 give me some meatballs. Yeah, and, and, and some fish. Yeah. And some lingonberry, and some lingonberry juice. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. Well, I, I tried, and... One day, we'll be doing a show live from Ikea in Sweden. Uh, mark my words. <laughs> why, why in I, Ikea, though? Why I, live in Ikea? I, I don't know. Nice furniture. We had a nice dining room table to sit at. We hot dogs. I don't know. was it Matt Sundin? <laughs> and Matt Sundin might join us. There we go. That, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Um, speaking, you know what? I, I want to bring this up, to before I move on. Uh, speaking of Matt Sundin and the Leafs, did you see Bobby Orr's comment today about Matt, uh, Austin Matthews? I did not know. Don't. There, there's a there's a, this riff going around in this rumor that Austin Matthews is upset because John Tavares is in Toronto. He's upset because John Tavares will presumably, I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming, presumably become the number one center. He will presumably be the team's next captain. Presumably. Again, this is all assumptions. And there was risks that Austin Matthews is still unhappy with Mike Babcock. Now he's unhappy with Kyle Dubas. Now there's they're keeping their negotiations under wraps and they're they're not sure what number to, to agree on and yada yada yada. Let me tell you what's going to happen with the Austin Matthews center. I really think I got this hunch again, I'm just assuming. Don't don't shoot me or don't you know budge to buy a house with pitchforks. But wouldn't it be something if in seven years' time, which because the Leafs have his rights, that Austin Matthews went home and he was the face of the Arizona Coyotes? I'm just assuming that maybe there's more to this Austin Matthews thing than we're kind of putting out here. Maybe, again, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. I, I just think there's more going on. JT, now don't get me wrong. JT to Toronto is absolutely incredible. It is. We talked about this time and time again. 
this is going to make this team better. Now, instant Stanley Cup contender, I don't know about that. They still need some defense. But instantly better. Instantly a scarier place to play in Toronto. Instantly now a, a more friendlier place for players, maybe attractive place for players to come now that JT and Matthews is there. Um, what do you think of this whole, am I on to something in Arizona, or am I completely out of left field here? I think eventually he will be a Coyote. I don't know if it'll be, if it'll be in seven years or eight years, but this whole, he's angry, he's mad. I don't know about, like, I, I've heard that, if he, I've heard the idea to him and Babcock don't get along very much, but I do think they'll find a way, if it, if it is true, they'll find a way to smooth things out, because the Leafs, have to have harmony between Matthews and company. You have yeah. to because yeah. you know you're gonna trade him right now. You'll be up to dump to do that. But there'll be a way to there'll be peace with this team somehow some way. There'll be a choice if this is if true. Austin Matthews left the Leafs, there would be an absolute uproar. Of course there would be. I'm they right, would, I'm they right would riot. They would tear down streets. They would look like Vancouver 2010. Well, <laughs> I, I was I, there. I was there <laughs> for Game Six, day before the riots. So, I almost missed, and our hotel, where we stayed in for game six, was on fire for game seven. Wow. <laughs> Not even joking. Oh, Not my kidding. goodness. And, yeah, it's it's crazy. But I'll tell you, JT, embrace the John Tavares movement in Florida. Embrace it. As a hockey fan as a whole, this is going to be great. This will be fantastic. Now, Kyle Dugas came on record saying, absolutely, he's going to keep on the court. I don't see it. Uh, there's just too many Chiefs and not enough money. Um, we look at Austin Matthews potentially demanding upwards of Conor McDavid money. I don't think he's worth it, but hey, that's me. That's me being biased. I'm an Oilers fan, yes. Um, uh, Willie Nylander demanding some big money. You know, and then you've got um, Mitch Marner as well there still. So, I, I just, I don't know. Toronto... Could be in more trouble in the next couple of years than we think. We'll find out what happens there, but for right for right now though, Leaf fans are thinking, ah, we'll deal with that. We'll cross the bridge when we get there. Just like other fans, right? Other <laughs> fans are in that boat too. It's, oh, we locked up Drysaddle and McDavid. Oh, remember that contract with Milan Lucic? Yeah, that's right. We we kind of handcuffed ourselves and tied ourselves there. Um, I think we all knew this. Though. I think we all knew. Lucic contract come back to bite them because we all know we said before on this very same show, seven years, forty-two million was a massive overpayment, and I was seeing that come back to bite this franchise. I just months. I thought it would bite them later, not this soon, not this soon. Maybe next year, the year after, but not now. And it's biting them, and it's biting them hard mm-hmm. because you can't even trade him for a pylon, a bag of pucks. And an extra like whiteboard, it's that bad. <laughs> it is that bad. No, I, I, you gotta hold and pray. You gotta cross your butt hairs if you're wow. Peter Sorelli and hope to God this guy comes back and has not a great year, not even a good year, just an okay year. Because last year was absolute tire fire, an absolute disaster. It was a point where Milan Lucic went. 29 games, I'll score a goal. That is unacceptable in my mind. You know what? And and clearly, we, the winners were on this whole, we need to get bigger, 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 kick, and all you fans might remember that. 
No. They need to get faster and Milan Lucic and uh, hey, I might get crucified for this, I really don't care. Milan Lucic slows the Edmonton Oilers down. Patrick Maroon could at least keep up and put in, you know, 20, 30 goals with Conor McDavid. Milan Lucic is still at the other end of the blue line where Conor McDavid put pucks in that on the other side. It's that bad. Well, the well, a bit of exaggeration, though, but I do, get, I do get what you're saying, though. And, you, and Brian, you mentioned Patrick Maroon. I have it on good authority. I have it on, on very good authority that Maroon, his decision for next year will be either between Edmonton or St. Louis. He's looking for cap space to clear up before he makes a decision, but I have it on very good authority that Patrick Maroon is considering either Edmonton or St. Louis to play next year very strongly. Let me tell you, I'm going to stand the Oilers for just a sec. What did the Oilers got to do? To bring back Patty Murray. And, and, and is this a good move by the organization? I think it is. Like you mentioned yourself, Brad. Pat Murray's guy would keep up and play on with uh, Carmen David on that first line. But and look at the contract right now. There's such much money tied up in Lucic and Chris Russell. Like, they're really tough. Like, it really is tough. Like, I personally see Maroon more going to St. Louis more than I see him going to St. Louis. Going back to be, if you go back home, you just Anthony there, and yeah, his girlfriend there as well. But right now, yeah, it's on the Beach really right now tank up himself badly with these contracts of Lucic and Russell. So it's gonna do too much. I'll tell you, Doug Armstrong and the Singles Blues, what a summer they've had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible from turning this team around to making them a playoff potentially a playoff team. You bring in you bring back David Perron for a, set, a third time, David Perron for Edmonton Oil. Tyler Bozak, and they wouldn't finish there. They brought in Ryan O'Reilly, clearly one of the best two-way centers yeah. right now not in the game. Did they give up a lot for him? Sure. Only time will tell with that. Um, Our new friend Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly, who we met yeah, in the NHL court. Man, oh man, could that guy, <laughs> could that guy party. We, we love you, Ryan. You're walking St. Louis, and, uh, and he, I guarantee you, and uh, we've been in Constant contact over Twitter. Um, that guy loves this show. He will be on. Mark my words, he will be on. Um, Ryan O'Reilly will be on the Brad and Avery Hour. Maybe when St. Louis comes to town. Maybe in the summer. We never know. We, we won't know uh, until it gets, it's get, gets closer. But uh, some, some big, big things happening for the show. Remember, a third sponsor just uh, jumped on board. We won't review anything till next week. Uh, we get things ironed out this week. But some big things coming from that. You're not I'm, I'm telling you, next week, if you have not tuned in to any shows up until now, first off, why the hell not? Because we got two beautiful men here sitting in such a, a gorgeous venue. Eric Granville and Casino. And we put in a lot of work to bring this product to you, a lot of work to make this happen. So thank you to all our, our listeners on a weekly basis. But next week, is a week you're not going to want to miss. Uh, we're going to get the, the third party uh, lined up and ready to roll, and we are going to drop a bombshell with that sponsor. They already have rolled out a, a contest. It's going to be a year-long contest, and it's only going to be for people who tune in every week. We're going to have, like a radio station, we're going to have a key word 
given out. I, I, I thought we'd talk about this more in detail on this week coming. But we're going to have a key word on a weekly basis, probably for about a year. And whoever gets the most key words correct and in on time, uh, we're going to put your name. You're going to enter it into a draw. We'll pull your name at the end of the year. And you're going to win. Unbelievable. And we're not talking a roll of toilet paper for a year from Walmart. No. That, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking... I, I will give one clue. We're potentially talking wheels up. Read, read into that as you may. Wheels up. This is not a Walmart special. This is a massive, massive, massive sponsor. And uh, we, we got some big... And again, this is only episode 10. You don't want to sleep on this. Because we got 90,000 more shows to come. And man, oh man, am I ever excited. And next week also, too, we have Mr. Andrew Parker in studio. Oh, yes. If, if you're a basketball fan in the city of Edmonton, you know Andrew Parker. Andrew Parker is a basketball legend here in the city. Played for the U of A Golden Bears. Played for the Edmonton Energy. Played pro basketball in Europe. And he's a big ambassador for the sport in this city. And every year, Andrew hosts a basketball football tournament called Pride of the North Side. Which raises, which, 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 which raises cash for Lupa's research. And if you know Andrew, if you know myself, you know Brad and myself, you know that dear, near and dear to Andrew's heart was our old RTA classmate Nate, David Adamaco and Our old friend, yes. Yeah. That David was a great guy. You know, he was so close to Andrew. He owed for years and raised money for Lupa's research and funds yeah. for his Dollar Mutual Hospital. So have Andrew in here. Talk about Pride and Northside, talks of basketball. It'll be fun next week on Friday. We're, we're always thinking of you, Dave. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a few years since we've been in RTA, but I, I still, uh, if, if, if you may hear for a minute, I, I still remember one project that we worked on uh, exclusively together. Uh, he was kind of my mentor. He took me under his wing. We did a project, and, and that was one of the highest grading projects in my college career I ever got. Um, I had to almost look twice, and I remember thanking him uh, dearly. And we, we miss him. It's it's still a shock that he's gone. Um, you know, we, we always think about you, and I'm sure Andrew, uh, especially, you know, carries you on his sleeve, and and uh, hopefully we uh, we make you proud. And uh, he'll be in the studio next week. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Of course, and Brad, of course, we'll also be of our core dental draw to do. So uh, that's right. Yes. For a fun prize back. So, Mr. Barco, what's our question going to be this week? Um, oh, boy, you put me on the spot there. Uh, well, I think of one. As everybody's probably wondering if you've tuned in late, what is a core dental prize back? Again, thank you to our sponsor, Core Dental Group of Edmonton. Um, we want to give away a sports mouth guard um, specific to you. Uh, they'll they'll mold you, they'll they'll get you in for moldings, all that stuff, and a bleaching kit. They wanna we wanna give it away to a lucky fan who answers the proper trivia question, Avery. Uh, what trivia question do we? I I can't think of one. I, I gotta think of a hard one. I got so it's it. a little bit harder. I got for And also, you can answer the question when you, you answer the question when this podcast will go up online, it'll go up on SoundCloud tomorrow afternoon before 12 o'clock. So when it goes up at 12 o'clock, answer then because we don't want, we don't want Facebook Live to, I guess, kind of post cheat. people exactly yeah. and cheat. 
Yeah. When I post this episode about at about 10 o'clock Mountain Time, listen to it, go through it, answer either message Brad or myself on Facebook or Twitter. So the question will be the be, first one. First one. First one. You got to be number one. Yeah, there is no number second. There's no. There's only number one here, Brad Avery. So my at my question is: With Daniel Cormier's win at UFC 226, how many pro wins is that for Daniel Cormier? MMA, all promotions. How many Woo. wins that total for Cormier? UFC and elsewhere. He's coming out with a fire. Remember, I repeated. How many pro wins does Daniel Cormier had? And that's goodbye. UFC and elsewhere. Um, be the first one to answer that tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll be we'll post it on. Remember, for, before you do that, like and share. The Brad and Avery Hour page, please just give us a like, a quick share. Tell all your friends about us. Tune in to us uh, next week. Again, make sure you're the first one, not number two, not number ten, to answer that question. And you win a great prize pack from our friends over at Coordinator. Again, thank those guys. Thank you to Match. Thank you to Grain Biblical Casino for this. If you haven't tried the food, if you haven't even been in Rogers Place in the new casino yet, I highly recommend you come check it out. Mm-hmm. Tell them Brian Neighbor Century you're going to wicked deal, wicked discount. Uh, these guys, you know, we're near and dear to our hearts. So thank you guys so much. We, we love each and every one of you. Thank you to our fans for that you tuned in. We, we love you guys, and you guys mean so much to us. This is why we keep doing what we're doing. Uh, so thank you. Uh, and and again, Cordantel fans for, for what they do. And, uh, live on location stuff has been been great. Yes. Again, that that show is also up on the on the page. If you missed that, we're live last Wednesday. Uh, unbelievable show. We had some technical difficulty, but pros we put on through. We make it work. We make it happen. So uh, incredible show. Next week, remember, you're not going to want to miss it. You want you're going to want to be here. <laughs> Wait at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 10 p.m. in the East. Uh, for those of you in Montreal, Ontario. Everywhere else in the States, wherever you are, make sure you tune in because episode 11 is going to be a massive, massive, massive announcement for Avery Lewis McDougal. I'm Brad Barker. Thank you again so, so much. We will see you same time, same place next week. Until then, good night. Later.